on this episode of AV Week, NSCA says construction projects are on the rise and creating a problem for integrators trying to get and keep talent. The benefits of end users at the Infocom show and using AV-centric art projects to help pitch your next AV installation. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 362, recorded Friday, August 3rd, 2018. Ignite employees. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer. AV Beyond the Box. And by Vadio, a leading manufacturer of professional PTZ cameras, Pro AV solutions, and UCC integration systems. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to talk about the news that we have gathered this week, first and foremost, her name is Victoria Ferrari, and she works at Netrix. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, thank you. Uh, also with us is Jeremy Caldera. Jeremy is the head muckety muck over at IAS uh, Technology, just north of me in, in Peoria. How are you, sir? Hello, I am great. All right. And last but not least, uh, an old friend uh, that I have known for many years uh, and has a, a new position at Wirestorm. His name is David Silberstein. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys. So our, our first story. Um, this week uh, comes to uh, us from uh, NSCA. Uh, the NSCA released, released its biannual report covering trends in the commercial AV uh, in installation industry. Among those findings, the organization highlights construction projects on a, that are on a steady increase. In tandem with that finding uh, is a rise in integration work uh, is the problem of recruiting and keeping talented AV professionals. NSCA Executive Director Chuck Wilson said, construct, quote, unquote, construction numbers seem to be heating up, which is always positive for NSCA members, but the challenge for integrators will be in finding more staff members to help them keep up. This is one of the reasons the NSCA founded the Ignite program to bring new talent into the industry, end quote. Uh, NSCA's Ignite program is the organization's attempt to get AV integrators to invest in high school and, and college programs and create internships and, and as well as mentoring programs. Jeremy, let's start with you on this. What can NAV integrators do to recruit and, and honestly keep the talent that they recruit? I think the key is, I mean, I'm a, I'm a smaller family type company, right? I mean, everybody here knows each other. We've got 15 full-time employees now. Uh, I, I think for me, it's, it's making everyone, you know, feel like they have a place, that they have room for growth, that, you know, we're going to be supportive and, and then naturally what comes with that too is, you know, your pay, your benefits, your package, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is how we can re retain at least some of the best people. As far as recruiting goes, I mean, I, I find that to be incredibly complex. I've, I've tried to tap every market imaginable from uh, college kids on up to people just outside of the industry that are kind of a parallel to the AV industry and uh, try and move them over. And I've, I've had some success and obviously some failures on that. But uh, I, I completely agree with the assessment on this that, that I mean, I, I'm seeing business pick up. Uh, I know right now I got two positions that I need to hire for and I am having one heck of a time trying to, you know, find people that will fit, especially people that will fit at the varying, you know, pay scales that you want to find because people within the industry who have been here a long time, 
you know, getting them to jump ship, you have to pay them a lot more money. And then as they're the loyalty and the, you know, then you have to worry about retention of that individual, right. Uh, versus bringing on somebody new who you got to invest a lot in training on. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act. And uh, I don't think anyone's quite mastered it yet. Um, but uh, you know, there's some giant strides in the industry uh, from all the associations, especially with the Ignite program, I think uh, is a great way to do that and just make people aware that there are all these jobs in the industry. All right, just just for the heck of it, what what are the positions that you're trying to fill? Uh, well, right now I'm starting to look for a project manager and another engineer. Okay. So I just moved my two part-time techs to full-time techs. So oh, wow. that was Very good. Cool. All right, uh, Victoria, same kind of question. What can uh, can integrators do on this side to, to help you know recruit and you know to Jeremy's point also to, to help make sure that you, you keep the folks that you've got? Yeah, so I think it's great that NSCA is doing this. And um, I feel, you know, with them as a resource that that integrators can tap into that, you know, if they don't know where to start. Um, I feel that, you know, same thing as Jeremy, it's so hard to find the talent. Um, I think once though you you find someone, even if they're young or if they're entry level, you know, tech, for example, it's easy to keep them because once you get in this industry, it's like glue, you know, you can't get away from it. And it's just, it's dynamic. It's always changing, you know? So if you, if you're someone who's young and who's, who's looking for a challenge and you're willing to learn and you're open, you know, to listening to other experienced people, um, I think it's a really great place. You know, the industry is small. Um, but as more things become, um, popular like virtual reality and um, augmented reality and these things that you know people are kids are gaming you know using this technology and researching it more and finding out oh this is a whole subset of an industry and I can actually do this for work and you know have fun doing it and I think you know obviously to keep them you got to have benefits you got to pay them right and um, you know just make it a, a fun environment that's challenging um, and somewhere where they can learn and grow their career. Um, I think for sure, you know, integrators need to take advantage of programs like NSCA's Ignite and then also do their own um, research and, and events and things at universities and high schools and stuff like that. Well, I, I will say that the, it's been told to me more than once that the AV industry is a lot like the mafia. <laughs> you, you try to leave and they they just pull you back in um we were talking to josh Rego was was on last week's show and he's heading off to, to, to go to law school uh, he has no illusions that he's not coming back to the industry because he knows how it is uh mr silverstein from a different perspective and, and this more from the manufacturing that dave has, has been with with several manufacturers over the years what have you guys done in the past to to do sort of the same thing is, is to bring folks from various uh, backgrounds and various disciplines to get them into the industry? Well, interestingly enough, uh, we're on a little uh, hiring trend right now, as a matter of fact, at Wirestorm. Uh, and the last thing we just did was we brought it, we're bringing in an intern starting next month. Uh, and it's really just, a, in essence, it's a part-time position. We're gonna pay him as a part-time position. It's somebody who wants out of their existing industry uh, and they're looking to move somewhere else. Believe it or not, AV seems exciting to a lot of people. Uh, as opposed to some of the other places they can go. So we see that opportunity. And I feel with the Infocom tools, the NSCA tools, it's a lot easier to train somebody about train somebody about what is AV and how to handle themselves in AV than to take an AV guy and teach him how to do something that he doesn't know or doesn't want to do. 
Um, so we look for the right people with the right character and then we bring them in. Uh, and we, the idea is we're going to, we start them as interns and we just keep moving them up the ladder as we go. We have a tendency to promote from within uh, just to keep the morale going uh, and also the focus. Uh, I run a lot of different departments, including tech support. And uh, tech support is one of those things. You just can't sit there for 10 years taking the same phone call from the same guy. You lose your mind. you got to have some kind of path to move everybody up uh, or they're not going to stay engaged. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Our next story comes to us uh, from my buddy Mark Coxon. Uh, he writes in System Contractors News, SAN, uh, about the increase of end users uh, at the Infocom show. At Infocom this past June, there were 18,000 end users. Uh, according to the article, which figures out to be 45% of the total 40,000-ish attendees. Mark writes, quote, unquote, many believe the rise of end-user attendance is a bad thing. The assumption is that an educated customer is dangerous because they don't need us, us meaning uh, integrators primarily. Mark goes on to argue the opposite of actually, actually of that feeling, saying their education helps build your value, meaning integrator's value, um, as an integrator. Also in a companion piece that I'm going to link to is uh, Margaret Owahi, uh, from uh, formerly from AV Technology. She wrote her first piece, actually her first two pieces for AV Nation. Uh, she writes about the new perspectives these end users are bringing to the brain trust of the Infocom community. Um, Victoria, I want to start with you on this. What does end users, what does having end users at a show like Infocom do for integrators? Um, you know, is Mark right and is Margot right where it actually adds value or is it, is it, is it a detriment? So I absolutely agree with Mark and Margot. I am totally in the camp that, you know, the more educated the end user is, the better. And yeah, is there a risk that they may do some little things on their own? Sure. But, you know, trying to convince someone why they need these you know, integrated audio system, why they need sound masking, why they need, you know, this high of quality of microphones or speakers. Um, if they have the knowledge of the why, um, it makes your job as an integrator a lot easier um, in value adding, you know, your services on how, you know, you can tune this room to, to make it sound good. And, you know, I think it's, it's a lot better to go into a conversation where the end user is knowledgeable so they know that what you're saying is true instead of just like the article says you know you're not the last airbender you know it's it's hard to go in and just say hey I'm this magical expert you should trust me just trust me I'm gonna do this right but yeah it costs a lot of money compared to you know what you buy at Best Buy but so I I think it's definitely definitely a good thing and um, makes it makes the job easier for integrators um, I think it's it, it absolutely adds the the brain trust like Margot says to you know they can bring us the problems that they have and you know let us know like what what's working and what's not working and I think it's a good a really good collaboration that can just escalate everybody's game up. All right, Dave, from your perspective as as the manufacturer on the panel here, what does it bring to you guys? Uh, what does having the end users? Uh, and and it, I'm going to ask Jeremy this, you know, what to kind of define end user, but not just the folks that are touching this stuff on a daily basis, but also the technology managers that have to support this equipment when it, once it gets installed, whether that's in a, a corporate, you know, Fortune 500 situation or a higher education situation, these folks have to support it. What does having those folks on the show floor do for you guys? Well, if you if you look at uh, Infocom or any of the major shows, all of a sudden now you've got 
what we call an end user sitting on the show floor here. And you've also got thousands of manufacturers that are ready to present uh, their products in the best light. Uh, as an integrator, you might as well take advantage of that. The manufacturers are there. They're going to talk to whoever walks up and, and says, hi, you know, they're going to go ahead and show their product and explain what it is. There's a perfect opportunity uh, to get your customer the information they need as an integrator without having to put that effort out. Uh, as a manufacturer, I get direct communication with the end users so that I can make sure the information they got about my product is current and correct and everything that goes with it. And then I hope that they make the right choice and choose my product as opposed to somebody else's. Uh, but indeed, uh, that's all part of the community. If you look at any of the marketing stuff that's out these days, uh, there are plenty of articles that say things like the funnel is dead. Uh, some people say 60% uh, of the people that come in it that make a connection with you have done research before they ever come and find an integrator or a dealer to buy something, whether it's a car or a TV or an AV system. Some people have that number above 70%. So the end user, whatever we define that as, is going to go and do that research. That's the nature for everybody these days. And ultimately, I think when the end user or the technology manager goes to a show like Infocom and sees everything that's out there and everything it really takes to make the right decision and choose the right pieces, what they're going to learn is they need an integrator that much more. I mean, I could probably figure out all the parts and, and put my own pool in my backyard, but I'm not going to do it, you know, because I'm smart enough to know. I'm no, not. I, I'm not that. either. Right. And, but I know AV guys that have put their own pools in their backyard, right? That's just the way it is. So let's be honest. Most technology managers or end users are going to end up determining that they really need an integrator and it's more, than, more important than ever. Maybe when they started their journey, they thought they could do it themselves. Uh, but what they learned is there's much more to it. All right, Jeremy, Dave actually brings up a very good point where this is actually, you know, whether or not the sales funnel is dead and I'm not qualified enough to make that determination. But this actually helps you guys, helps integrators. So what can integrators do to leverage what the manufacturers are doing both on the show floor and honestly uh, in a day in and day out basis where a number of them have started, you know, ramping up various vertical um, sales forces. Now, they don't sell directly to the, the end user. Uh, when I was a tech manager, I had several manufacturers who had an education team, right? It was an education sales and marketing team. They didn't sell to us directly as a college, but they certainly came to our campus and they said, this is our latest, greatest widget. This is our latest, greatest, greatest, you know, AV over IP solution. And then I would go and go, okay, that sounds interesting. I knew then that I couldn't contact that manufacturer. I had to go to IAS. Uh, to, to get that. So what can you guys as integrators do to leverage what the manufacturers are doing? Well, I, I think the attendance of the show by end users is absolutely fantastic, right? I mean, previously it was only the really, really, really big end users that would go. We're seeing more and more of the, you know, the medium-sized companies showing up. And for me, the hardest thing that I have to do is not necessarily prove, you know, or give a proof of concept, which I like to do with my customers, my clients, right? But it's, it's, I'm talking about this new technology and they always want to see it. They want to touch it, feel it, right? Like that's what they get when they go to Best Buy. Well, we're obviously not a Best Buy. We're not a box store. We can't do that, right? So how do we bring that technology to them? Well, I mean, I can request demos from my reps and manufacturers and all sorts of stuff, but there's wait lists and there's, sometimes it's not always the exact same thing. It's something close and you're trying to explain that. Well, you know, having the end user get the knowledge, go see it directly at the show. Um, it's, it's, I can't tell you how much 
how great that is for us, right? Especially when, uh, you know, I'm there and now I can get my sales team to go and, and walk the floor with the end users, right? And I'll, tell, and I'll tell my guys, a lot of my clients, hey, go and find something. If you see something interesting, let me know because I want to go see it. You know, you're not the only client I have and I want to show it to somebody else, right? And, uh, you know, just kind of building that, that rapport and that relationship with your client, I, I mean, is absolutely key. I mean, we're always going to have those clients that, um, you know, like Dave said, like the article talked about, right? They're, they're going to do this in order to do it themselves, right? To kind of flush us out, right? That's always going to be that there's nothing we can do about that. That's a certain type of client that you don't necessarily want, right? But the ones who get educated, that are only going to understand how complex it is, what we actually do. And that's going to bring that much more value add, like we've already talked about, you know, to, to us. So if we can support the end users, bring them around, show them the stuff, let them touch the stuff, let them get their hands on it. Uh, it's just only going to be beneficial for us. And I can tell you that, you know, from the, the Avixa side of things, right. Uh, the nice thing, like me being on the governance, I can tell you that there's been a, a big push to get more end users involved from the higher levels, right? So I'm talking from the board of directors down, right? Um, getting more people involved and, and getting that perspective. It's not just about the education. It is about getting the perspective of the end users because so many times us as integrators are trying to get that information and interpret it. And there's one guy there and it might be this tech manager, maybe it's a lower level guy, but now if we can get the education within everybody, we can get their involvement and their buy-in will get their expertise and their experience and what they expect. And that can funnel through not just the association, but us, you know, directly as integrators, there's a big value to that as well. So let me ask one quick question and Jeremy, I'll ask you to do this and, and Dave and, and Victoria feel free to jump in on this. There is, there is a slight danger and a slight, I say, because 10 years ago, the, the problem of vaporware was much more rampant on it, on the Infocom show floor. Uh, if you don't know what vaporware is quickly, here's the, a, my two cent definition a manufacturer shows something and says, oh, yes, it's, it's great. It's the latest, greatest thing. It's the next technology, and it'll be ready next quarter or next year. And then you come to the next show, and it's not, and it never happens, hence the name Vaporware. Jeremy, what is, is the danger then of having your, your clients walk through the show floor and seeing something that may end up, in fact, becoming Vaporware, but saying, you know, this is great. I want this in my next project that happens in a month or a year. I actually use that analogy with one of my guys. I don't, even, I don't even remember what the tech was, but he came up, he was raving about it. And this was, this is one of my clients. And I said, Hey, I go, he's a big car guy. So the analogy worked great. I said, you went to the auto show in Chicago, right? He said, yes. You saw the concept cars. He goes, yeah. I go, when's the last time you saw one on the street? <laughs> right. I mean, right. It, it just, it vanished. It's, it's a cool thing. You get to see it. That's how, that's how that tech I saw it. Now, granted it did die, thankfully, because if it would have came out, I would look like an idiot. <laughs> You know, I was predicting that this thing was going to fall apart, right? Which it did. But I mean, there, there is that, you know, and I don't, all you can do is just take it with a grain of salt and just explain to everybody, okay, listen, even if this does come to reality and they're telling you it's going to ship in July, okay, July this year, July next year, you know, what they say and what actually happens is, is two different things. So, you know, don't expect it right away. And you just need to set expectations. Yeah. yeah and I think too, you know, with that sort of thing, that's where you get to show them that, yeah, you're getting educated, you're, you know, understanding, but I'm more value. I'm more valuable. I'm more educated. I have the expertise. I've seen this for 20 years happen. And I can tell you that, you know, this is vaporware. Um, it's cool. Yes, it's great, but let's wait six months. Let's see, you know, what they do. And then we can do a proof of concept and we can get you a demo. 
that kind of thing. So well, if it yeah. comes to reality, here's what the potential issues are going to be, you know, because yeah. we have enough experience with this type of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, our last story actually also comes uh, comes out of Infocom. More specifically, the, the Tide Conference held the day before um, the Infocom show. In a presentation about connectivity, uh, the artist Amir Bakshi discussed using AV technology to connect disparate people groups. Uh, his project is called Portals. He uses shipping containers, uh, BiAmp audio systems, NEC projection, and Zoom video conferencing to connect people across the globe. Uh, he calls it, quote, unquote, from Brooklyn to Berlin from Kigali to Kabul. Uh, this is a real world example of what Evix has been calling for to create exceptional uh, experiences. Dave, I wanna start with you actually, cause you, you have been in something, something similar to this, not, not the portal itself. But what, in what ways can we take this project specifically and, and you know, manufacturers can use it to pitch, you know, in, in you know, talking with integrators and talking with end users. Integrators can use it to kind of pitch, you know, using this technology in not just a unique way, but also in huddle spaces and in meeting rooms, but taking this idea, this art project and using it to, you know, in our real world, in our next, uh, in our next pitch. Well, there, in this particular case, there might be some viable uses for, if you will, the art project or something like the art project. Uh, I don't know that people are going to put containers into their offices uh, but if we take a two or four person huddle room and just give it a dedicated connection to the office that's on the other side of the country uh, so that you know you can walk in there at any time and you can be talking to somebody on the on your team on the other end, there might be some value to that. and There might be some organizations to, that just set things up that way. That's really what we're talking about here is it, you know, a dedicated video conference link, if you will, that's always running. Uh, and there might be some advantages there. There might be a lot of other advantages with other things that are going on. Uh, Avex has really taken the push into these live events. Uh, I live in the Metro New York area. I like to take advantage of uh, lots of the artists, museums, those kind of things. And specifically, I look to see how they're using technology because artists are the ones that don't see a projector as a projector. Uh, they see it as something totally different. And some of the things that they've create, they create are, you know, unbelievable by the time it's done. Unfortunately, the show's over, but uh, uh, the Brooklyn Museum had uh, something called David Bowie Is. Uh, and among other things, they gave everybody a Sunhauser headset with a Bluetooth connection on it. And I was amazed how you moved from one area to the other. And wherever you were standing, you got the sound for that screen that was there. And you didn't oh, wow. hear click or drop or any of those kind of things. There's some major technology there. Obviously, Sennheiser's developed it probably for the museum market, but there are things that we can learn from there and take other places. Uh, very interesting. Uh, they, of course, did some uh, 3D mapping with projections onto Bowie and some of those other pieces. Some real, real creative, interesting things. And of course, Bowie himself did a lot of stuff with video and, and all kinds of things. So uh, that's just one example. Uh, but if we look more towards the artists and what they're doing with some of the technology, uh, dare I say all these LED flying drones and what they're going to bring to us in the future. Uh, there's a lot of AV technology out there that's just waiting to be adopted. We just have to keep our eyes on it. Uh, and then when the end, user end users come, with, come to us with some of these different ideas or a different way of thinking, we might have a solution because we've seen something like that or thought about something like that somewhere. Well, and Jeremy, Dave actually brings a really good point about other artists as well. You and I were both at, at, at uh, ISC this year, so it was, was Dave with Wirestorm, and they held the World Championships of Projection Mapping um, in the Bay there in Amsterdam. 
so taking ideas like that, taking projects like like portals, what can integrators take away from that? And like Dave says, use that almost like a jumping off point to do a pitch to say this is this is some of the the capabilities, these some of the experiences we can create. I, I, you know, I don't know. I've thought about that a lot. Uh, I mean, I, I always think that these things are really cool. And you know, I got when we got to see him speak at Tide about the portals and 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 all the you know good things they were doing and kind of you know the, the social benefits and aspects to that. Uh, I, I really liked it. I just didn't know how to apply it to my everyday. You know what I mean? So I mean, he's got some cool tech. He's got some cool you know, modern technology and you can kind of see that thing, you get that wow factor. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to have one in Chicago, I believe I saw on the list. I haven't been up there to see it yet. Um, but it's actually on my list of things to do next time I'm in the city for a weekend, you know, see if I can get up there to check that out. Uh, I, you know, I don't know, as an integrator, just an everyday integrator for me, it, it, it's hard other than just to look at it from a, a cool technology perspective. And it is a wow piece to show off to somebody. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, see a demand for me to build things like this for clients, you know, other than video conferencing, but uh, you know, I don't know, like I said, just kind of the wow factor and just bringing people out to show them tech. All right. Victoria, same kind of question as we wrap up here. Uh, you know, using something like this as, as kind of a jumping off point or maybe a, a showcase piece uh, to your next, to your next uh, integration client. Yeah, I, I have a hard time figuring out a way to monetize it as well, just like Jeremy, but I think it's really good to just have these kind of ideas in the back of your mind because you know, maybe later down the road, something does come up and you're like, oh, wait, we can do that. And I think too, as you mentioned, it's a good, you know, conversation starter. It's something to, you know, send to your clients to say, hey, look, look what AB can do. Um, also, you know, same kind of thing, like my company is currently building out an experience center um, here in Houston, and we have one um, in our headquarters as well. And, you know, it's just, you've got to, in our industry, like Jeremy had said earlier, you the end users and, and our clients need to see and touch and believe this stuff um, and really experience it for themselves um, before they, you know, write the check. You know, it's like, it's super hard. I've been trying to get LED, direct view LEDs into boardrooms, right? So $100,000 TV is how my client looks at it. But, you know, if they could see it in person and see how good it performs and the fact that they could keep it on 24 seven and have digital signage and, you know, have really nice looking display in their room. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to sell it when they, when they see it, the seeing is believing. Absolutely. And one of the tricks of that is getting them to a space where they can see it in the real world. Right. And that actually goes back to our conversation about getting them to Infocom. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, that's going to do it for our, our show today. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Caldera from IAS. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to be here. And uh, how people, people connect with you or IAS. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter. It's at Jeremy underscore Caldera or uh, IAS technology.net. All right. Very good. Ms. Victoria Ferrari. I get to see her twice in one week. So I'm happy about that. So thank you, ma'am. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to be here. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Victoria0429. All opinions are my own. Um, my company is Netrix. That's NetrixLLC.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and uh, Tumblr and all of the uh, social medias. All right, very good, Mr. Silverstein. Thank you, sir. Welcome, uh, welcome to the thank show. Under, under thank you, absolutely. Uh, how do people find you and or Wirestorm? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I am Wirestorm Dave, uh, and it's Wirestorm with a Y. Uh, and of course, you can find Wirestorm at wirestorm.com. 
Uh, and if you just want to email me, it's david.silberstein at wirestorm.com. All right. Very good. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Uh, don't follow me on the Twitters uh, because as of last night, I'm already regretting the fact that I'm a Bears fan. Um, but go by the website if you would, please, avianation.tv. Avianation.tv, you'll find this program and a host of others, including a brand new ITAV, which posted today. We're recording this on Friday uh, with Victoria Ferrari and Brad Colt talking about pre-configured switches. Uh, for AV over IP and a bunch of other stuff. We also have a, a new webinar coming up August 22nd uh, for those in the live staging and event space hosted by my buddy Wallace Johnson. While you're there, also please check out our underwriter section. These are the folks, the companies who help us support us financially, help us bring you AV Week uh, and Com Show. And in about a month, the Cedia Expo from San Diego. So all that and more at avianation.tv, avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. Thank you.